life of joy and happiness is possible only on the basis of knowledge and science dr sarvapalli radhakrishnan welcome to a new episode of the researcher story an exploration into the science labs of india a conversation with some of our best minds where a scientist will finally get to be the hero of the show this episode is sponsored by clear cals which is a startup working on making nutrition care accessible you can use the hint app to track calories macros vitamins minerals workouts water and more it is the most comprehensive source of nutrition data for indian food andro a well known clinical psychologist once said nothing in science has any value to society if it is not communicated today we have with us someone who has taken it upon himself to lead a new path in science communication and research please welcome dr subrav m gavravarappu uh, deputy director and head nutrition information communication and health education division uh, from the national institute of nutrition to our show welcome dr subrav it's a pleasure having you here thank you thank you suraj thank you for inviting me on the show so i mean uh, it's a very lazy saturday morning and i had a very heavy breakfast of dosa and sambar in the morning and i thought this must be a perfect time to talk about food right but then i asked myself uh, can i go one step better and uh, i thought let's talk about health and nutrition we are celebrating the national nutrition month in september to raise public awareness regarding health and nutrition the theme being converging towards a healthy walk in life right so let me begin by asking you why health and nutrition and why communication health and nutrition i see that uh, you've had a you know drastic shift in your career from mass communication to health and nutrition so i really want to understand what what was your motivation uh, uh, you know to get into this particular field suraj i think uh, i would like to go back uh, in time uh, it's exactly been 20 years since i stepped into this field Mm-hmm. uh just about uh, two days ago three days ago i finished 20 years uh, being in this field uh the journey has been uh, really interesting incredible dotted with lots of uh, you know shifts turns and uh, changes um yeah but as i said national nutrition week we've been uh, celebrating in september and incidentally since 2018 uh, incidentally this is a national nutrition month since 2018 government mandated that entire september month should be celebrated as uh, the national nutrition month and uh, it's nice and um, very uh, i'm very happy uh, to be a part of your show uh, in this month and uh, thanks for the focus on uh, nutrition communication on this uh, show uh, to go back in time uh, it all started you know i started uh, you know my my education has been little uh you know uh, it, it has been in varied fields in fact you know i i i graduated uh, with an honors degree in commerce first then i went on to uh, pursuing my interest in uh, writing and uh, you know communicating and speaking in public i uh, took up uh, journalism and mass communication but uh, civil services being my uh you know basic aim to work at but being from uh south indian typical middle class family we always thought you know what if you can't crack civil services mm-hmm. uh so you have to have a degree uh, to fall back on the degree that gets you uh, a job so uh yeah. and going by the interest that i had in uh, you know 
I was active right from school days in writing, debating, and elocutions, and a bit of acting and dramatics and things like that. Thanks to my parents for their uh, you know encouragement in that. And then I moved into uh, writing communication and journalism. And uh, I uh, went on to pursue postgraduate degree in uh, communication from University of Hyderabad. And that was, uh, uh, you know, a really different environment in the sense that, you know, you're not just preparing yourself for writing for media or preparing for media, but there is also uh, an orientation on development communication, how communication can be an integral part of development and uh, what role communication plays in terms of, uh, you know, development of a country, society or whatever. And how, uh, uh, you know, uh, communication looks at development and how one actually customizes uh, communication to contribute or how what are the biases that people have, what are the biases that the governments have uh, and what hinders uh, uh, development process and many, 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 many such things. You know, that opened up uh, mind into uh, newer areas. But, you know, again, once you finish the uh, postgraduate degree, the movement was uh, to uh, actually go along with the tide and then look for uh, an opportunity in uh, media. At that time, in the, in the late 90s, the television channels were proliferating in Indian uh, context. And, um, and, and also, there were ample opportunities in print media. Uh, so we moved, I mean, along with the tide, I moved into those areas. Uh, somehow, you know, uh, uh, initially television didn't appeal to me so much, so I moved into uh, writing for advertisement, content development for advertising and content development for uh, corporate films and things like that uh, with uh, a renowned uh, advertising guru in Hyderabad. And uh, from there, I moved uh, television industry in Bangalore, uh, which was called Technology Media Group. It was a specialized television channel on IT. IT, uh, the field was totally new to me, uh, you know, to head the content development team uh, in an organization which is exclusively dedicated, a media organization which was exclusively dedicated to uh, technology and information technology, uh, actually made me, uh, you know, understand uh, the current trends and then learn, read, and then lead a team. Uh, for about one and a half years, uh, I was there. And, uh, you know, sometime during this uh, this process, I applied for a position in uh, uh, the National Institute of Nutrition where I currently work. Uh, but the job description was largely in terms of disseminating science to society. That was the right. major thing. You know, uh, the typical setup of a science institute where the scientists work and then uh, one has to disseminate that science to the society. Uh, that was a job that I had applied for and it was in Hyderabad and I was called for an interview. But I was already enamored by the glitz of the world of uh, media. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, in, in all this process, my main aim of getting into civil services had uh, taken a back seat. Uh, and uh, and, and, and uh, that is one thing that I still did. Uh, and then, yeah, we moved on to uh, I mean, I went for an interview and then I didn't expect that I would crack it and I had cracked it because I had bitter experiences with government organizations uh, um, earlier, uh, two or three organizations where I did really well and then for obvious reasons, uh, uh, reasons that you, uh, that are beyond our control, uh, we, I, I had missed the uh, bus there. 
So I had come here and then I was reluctant though because I was enamored by the, the glimpse of uh, media and it was my parents who prodded me to to come one typically the you know the government uh, orientation second was you know there is an opportunity to uh, be part of uh, a bigger movement for uh, the nation uh, mm-hmm. then i was a reluctant youngster uh, when i joined uh, the national institute of nutrition uh, uh, but the moment i joined and then uh, you know there are two things in my uh, life i take seriously one is uh, uh, you know either run behind and chase your dream or love what you get i opted for the second one initially frankly speaking when i came right. to uh, the national institute of nutrition uh, because you know i was not groomed in this i didn't have domain knowledge of nutrition uh, and at the same time uh, you know when i stepped into the institute the average age group was much higher than what i uh, was i was barely about 25 26 and the average right. age group in the government organization was little higher and the the wing in which i had joined had this uh, doing tremendous work at that time also i mean i can't say that they were not doing they were all like uh, majorly the mouthpieces of the organization to interact with media create uh, the collateral for community education and then mm-hmm. uh, basically what the scientists i saw an opportunity there uh, why not uh, work in the area of i mean communication itself is a science right why not evolve that work towards that area and the multidisciplinarity with which the national institute of nutrition approaches me, uh, the nutrition uh, science is one thing that had really helped me uh, you know set off on that the particular uh, uh, you know uh, journey and that's how uh, started slowly working on smaller projects of getting the concepts of communication theory into uh, community uh, nutrition and trying to get to the community with the theoretical approach that i learned as a uh, mass communication student in uh, in in uh, university of hyderabad uh, that's how i set off on that particular uh, journey and slowly uh, steadily built uh, an area of scientific research uh, in uh, communicating nutrition to uh, people uh, that's uh, the journey in a in a in a brief uh, nutshell yeah i mean uh, it's very interesting uh, that you talk about that opportunity that you that you found right Because, uh, me being in the same uh, you know field right now science communication uh, this is this is something which we uh, we encounter on on a daily basis where you know you have you have a set of scientists and you have a set of journalists and so obviously it's always a challenge because scientists uh, are trained in doing science and journalists are trained in doing communication uh, there's always this lack uh, or or this area where you know you need to connect both these two things right science and communication and so i think where uh, you i mean if i'm understanding correctly the opportunity that you saw was uh, how you can get this science and use your skills in communication to you know bridge this gap together your kind of yeah 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 exactly and i mean over the years i'm sure now uh, we are seeing uh, a plethora of you know science communicators coming in who are actually trying to do this the kind of activity that you had started off uh, a few years back right so uh, the field has definitely improved uh, over, over the years so um, uh, i just wanted to uh, you know take this uh, forward this same discussion for and understand from you 
how did the experience working in the media industry actually help you uh, with your work in the national uh, nin uh, since you joined yeah i mean uh, it is definitely any, anything that you gather along the way uh, is uh, very important to retain you know especially the learnings from uh, every step of uh, the life or profession uh, and one thing that i really understood is i mean it had both uh, pros and cons the one thing that was a media organization was largely an informal sector but science is a very formal sector right uh, there are scientists who are very informal but the science itself is a very formal uh, uh, you know build up uh, so what what you understand uh, uh, in the context of media is sometimes not very applicable in terms of the organizational structure mm. uh, that's one thing but the yeah. ability and being jack of all trades that the media teaches you is something very helpful uh, in in science especially for someone who's not basically trained in that particular domain area and entering into uh, a totally new field you know the same had happened with me with my earlier job where i didn't have any in fact that was one of the questions that the interviewers asked me when i was being uh, selected for the position in uh, nin they said you know you don't have basic background in science and then how do you wish to be a, a science communicator in our organization but that's the vision of uh, one of the former directors of nin dr gopalan who was a padma bhushan that a science institute should have a, you know communication as its important uh, area i mean right. yeah i mean going back again to the interview they asked me then i said you know my ability to pick up little threads of information technology where i had zero knowledge and it was a as you know the uh, the dot coms were just uh, blooming at that time and early 2000s right yeah. yeah late late 90s and early 2000s uh, yeah. and and then the problems of y2k that the global uh, it uh, uh, you know firms have envisaged and nothing had happened and then there was a dot com boom and then there there was a bust this kind of things uh, were you know small things that i said i, I was uh, looking into and then i said uh, if i can pick up something that is totally alien to my domain knowledge there i'm sure i'll have uh, that was like a any normal interview question that anybody would answer i was not extremely serious about what i said at that time but yeah. definitely yes the grooming that the media gives you is to be jack of many trades if not all trades and being open to new things learning new things so that had really helped me and then uh, you know putting difficult things in a very crisp way uh, for the people to understand i hate to use the word lay people but for the general understanding of the listeners i would say that you know people who are not generally tuned to science and then putting uh, some science that you've learned in um, in that language that people really understand is what media helps you perhaps that has also helped me to be uh part of because i still handle the media relations and social media and the website of the institute uh so i mean that's how it has helped me uh to run that part of my uh, uh you know job profile and uh, most importantly the open mindedness that one gets uh, of being uh, in 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 an, in media organizations uh and some understanding of the media definitely you know how media works and what to write to them and how to get uh, you know the attention that is required for the area that uh, you are working in uh, in the media uh, that comes from little bit of understanding of the uh, media so uh, a bit of understanding of the uh, how television works how print works 
and and you know little bit of uh, exposure that i had in writing for advertising uh, how to make things catchy these things were a bit helpful uh, in terms of the practice of science communication but the research of science communication needed different skill sets which i got from the science institutes the scientific rigor in your studies uh, right. the sample sizes that you take uh, that i got from the multidisciplinary uh, team that was there in nain uh, and uh, nain being a national institute uh, you know had always uh, uh, that rigor in the scientific studies that uh, uh, it had uh, uh, conducted Uh, because uh, most uh, scientific studies once they uh, are done on a uh, larger platform in the community settings they have uh, policy uh, uh, you know implications they get uh, transformed into policy uh, so these things were very important to understand and whatever you speak uh, from the ramparts of a national institute would be taken extremely seriously by different media groups and Absolutely. that comes as an understanding uh, you know with an understanding of being in media uh so it was uh, it was really good i i picked up some things from uh, uh media that were very interesting and at the same time uh things that were really interesting and then which uh, had to uh, which were very important to hone my uh, scientific acumen if i have picked up any was from the uh, uh, national institute of nutrition in between um, had an opportunity yeah. to uh, you know go on a biomedical fellowship which otherwise is not given to social scientists uh, usually but icmr was kind enough to give me a young biomedical researcher fellowship uh, it was a competitive fellowship i was selected for it and then i had a brief stint in the uh, saint uh, i mean uh, johns hopkins bloomberg school of public health in the us and then that's where i saw how uh, uh, you know the 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 department of social and behavior uh, uh, health looks at uh, communication research Uh, with the same uh, importance and give the same importance to the practice of taking communicate i mean science communication or health communication uh, to the people um, at large uh, when i say people uh, perhaps you know, through through the course of the interview i'll tell you uh, much more about what i what we should think in terms of an distribute uh, uh, i mean uh, uh, talking about the science communication whom we should uh, uh, talk to so these were some understandings and then yeah i mean the way uh, johns hopkins beautifully integrates communication social behavioral aspects with health was uh, was was uh, a very good understanding and uh, yes there is as you said there is a lot of onus on health related communication in the last uh, 10 or 20 years apart from uh, looking at the uh, uh, you know communication activities that happen uh, from the government sector from the science institutes or from the health sector uh, with the lens of a communication critique uh, i mean that's the large body of health communication research if you see that but there is also enough research which talks about uh, you know communication uh, as health communication as a practice and what it has to offer uh, to the theory but the knowledge to theory gap and uh, theory to knowledge gap is still to be bridged and that's where uh, definitely you know uh, the understanding of uh, enough understanding of media as well as uh, the uh, science uh, would help anybody and added to that fortunately my wife works for a, a global it company uh, in marketing communications and uh, you know talking to her and then looking at her work i get to understand what are the latest trends in communication and marketing communications that uh, you know global companies are taking and a little understanding of new technologies 
because you know once you are in a field that is uh, uh, totally uh, you know uh, uh, totally yeah. different from media uh, you are uh, probably you tend to lose track of the latest trends in uh, that particular field and for me fortunately uh, with her work and with her uh, continuous interactions with her work i still understand you know how uh, communication is being leveraged by uh, different organizations and that keeps me a bit updated absolutely i mean uh, that's I, i i'll say you are very lucky in that aspect <laughs> so uh, i mean uh, you know to in a, to bring it down to the work that is going on in uh, in, in nin right uh, related to communication uh, can you help us uh, understand uh, the the work done in the nutrition formation communication and health education division which you are currently heading uh, and how all of this knowledge and information that you gained over the years how has this come down and transformed into this particular division and the work that you are doing yeah so it's a a very nice question but very difficult one to answer uh, when i uh, yeah when i as i told you i joined the institute as a, uh, a postgraduate in communication and uh, i had to or i wanted to do a, you know a degree a doctorate degree in uh, communication but uh, being in the institute uh, having resigned to the fact that i'll be uh, working in the area of nutrition communication i thought my uh, communication research topic that i choose for my doctorate degree should be in that area uh, i uh, my uh, guide was professor vinod pavrala uh, my guide is professor vinod pavrala he still works in the area of development communication and community media uh, but he was kind enough to guide me uh, in uh, uh, the area which is also alien to him so uh, we were collectively trying to figure out and then i thought uh, the best way to understand uh, you know uh, conduct this research uh, is to understand how uh, the nutrition communication has been looked at so far by different organizations what is the organizational knowledge or institutional knowledge that is there in a private uh, organization in, in a private setup or in a uh, in a voluntary setup in a government setup and whether these converge or not that was one aspect of my thesis and the other aspect was also to look at uh in the pedagogical settings of schools or uh, other things uh how nutrition is communicated and how it can be communicated and what do the uh, science curricula cover in terms of nutrition and food safety so this gave a broad perspective of looking at uh you know the community settings the organizational settings and uh, the methodological implications of theory of communication in terms of taking the message of nutrition uh to the people so all i realized that all three are very important when you talk about communication uh as i said the extension and training division existed in nin uh, you know the niche division that you're talking about the nutrition information communication health education is uh, uh, only a recent creation and thanks to our current director dr emlaga she had thought it is pertinent to actually branch out this particular division from uh, the uh, earlier extension uh, division and create this and as the name itself is called it is a niche niche area uh, why it is I mean, because the uh, when you when you talk of extension and naturally you understand that it comes from the earlier days of green revolution and agriculture extension that is the science creates the knowledge and and the people only disseminate that is a very top down kind of application in 
communication uh, that had to be done away with uh, with my understandings of my early research uh, in uh, uh, in in the field in uh, in understanding the institutional uh, perspectives of communication why i say it is important to understand the institutional perspectives of nutrition or health is that ultimately it, it is these institutes or the policy bodies which which tell uh, which inform the science institutes as to what they are perceiving as the national level problem for which the solutions are to be looked at you know who problematizes this institute in this uh, uh, you know areas for us obviously all the funds all the uh, you know agendas all the nutrition uh, work whether it is global organizations like who or unicef or whether it is governmental organizations or whether the uh, private or they have uh, you know they are the people who are looking at nutrition they are saying that this is the problem for us and solutions have to be found for this so that agenda setting is happening elsewhere so you need to get a clear understanding of these so their communication also needs it it's always been communication has always been especially in health and nutrition beneficiary oriented in the sense that whose behavior you want to change you only target your entire communication to that person but is that enough just in the beginning of your interview you said uh, i had dosa and then i just but for you to have dosa there are a lot of things which have uh, uh, you know acted uh, one is your own choice two is what is prepared at home three is what is liked by a majority at your home right fourth is the ease of preparation for the home, uh, home food preparer whether it is you or uh, anybody else at home and uh, fifth is uh, what you got and what is ready at home right and for other settings it's the affordability it is the availability it is the accessibility what people get and most importantly what is the you know cost benefit analysis they give for the effort or for the money that i am putting in what is that i am getting the benefit is always when it comes to food it is only taste it is not often uh, uh, you know health or nutrition because there are things that people can't see feel immediately they are not tangible so you have to position your communication in a way that you enhance the perception of uh, risk from having wrong kinds of foods and keep that elevated so that people understand uh, the messaging that you are trying to give this is a challenge so this is a continuous process and uh, and 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 that's how the importance of uh, using the formative research in understanding what people's context is where they are in what are the cultural uh, you know culturally sensitive issues that are around and uh, what is the existing knowledge and why it is not translating into practice all these need to be looked at so that's how we started building smaller and finer reticulates of some study so naturally when these were introduced in the institute the other groups in the institutes as the community studies the public health and the others they were also interested in getting these perspectives which are uh, which are now demanded by health communication sector elsewhere and with a little bit of perspective that we were trying to add uh, we were getting part of many interdisciplinary teams teams where uh, we were also looking at the social and behavioral and cultural aspects of uh, nutrition and that formed the way for uh, uh, you know uh, introducing the social science techniques into otherwise uh, mundane uh, uh, health research and uh, that's how uh, the the integration of uh, communication and social sciences uh, had happened at uh, the uh, institute level
and to answer your question as to uh, how it has uh, uh, you know developed as a field for itself yeah i mean from there uh, we started looking at the current uh, problems of uh, 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 the nutrition and how as uh, communication uh, uh, you know researchers we can help in it uh, then the obvious thing was to uh, look at how media reports and covers nutrition because for most people it is the media uh, from which they get primary uh, information on health or nutrition uh, then the studies were interesting and how science uh, is covered in uh, i mean health and nutrition science is covered in um, media from there i moved into understanding how curricula uh, understand nutrition there are a lot of gaps in the science curricula they still are because nutrition is not given as a skill set to the uh, school children so that's one area uh, that we looking at and currently we are looking at food labeling how labeling can be a source of communication because the ultimate aim of labels on the packaged food with the proliferation of packaged foods that are there in the country the ultimate aim of providing all the information on uh, uh, foods uh, pack, food packets is for people to understand uh, to read to know and how their daily diet is impacted by whatever they are consuming so our research studies looked into consumer perceptions of food label what they are looking for if there is difficulty in understanding i'm sure uh, we realize that uh, you know 90% 80% of people claim that they read the labels but what they claim is that they're looking at only the uh, best before date expiration date or the manufacturing date and the price but they don't look beyond that the nutrition information that is there even if they see they need some amount of understanding of that information uh to get to understand that information they should have basic nutrition literacy the basic problem in the country is the most literate are also often nutritionally illiterate in the in the country and that's where the problem lies you know nutrition literacy needs to be created the environment needs to be uh, uh, enabling for people to change their behavior for this intersectoral uh, interventions are required and that brings a, and that brought a, uh, that that opened up a newer areas for uh, uh, health and nutrition communication and lot of unfinished agenda in that so we are looking now at food environment what are the contextual factors that uh, impact the food environment as i said availability accessibility affordability acceptability of foods and sometimes even accommodation you know what the local vendors sell is, is does that interest uh, uh, the the consumer what the consumer uh, wants is the local so there is there are a lot of communication gaps in all this and often times as i said we should go beyond targeting people and talking uh, if, if when you are saying people's behavior is to be changed you are locating the entire owners in an individual and saying that the individual is responsible for his or her own own health but there is a lot of environment around the person milieu in which the person lives that also need to be looked at so it needs a different set of communication uh, it is a different it offers a different set of communication challenge so we have to uh, actually move away from locating uh, our communication to an individual to talking to policy maker that is a, that itself is a communication and uh, exchange of science that has to happen that is again uh, the the gap between uh, the scientists and the community can be bridged by uh, scientists i mean uh, communication similarly we need to muster support for our cause so we need uh, the, the policy makers need to be talked to the stakeholders need to be talked to so communication has to happen in all these multiple channels so that is the area towards which we are trying to drive our uh, uh, you know uh, the research and of course 
statement and it's been a very long answer though i know what it is uh, uh like just to continue on the on the same you <laughs> talked about uh, the research that you're doing about uh, different ways in which communication of health and nutrition can be improved uh, uh, i i i wanted to know has there as how's the response been from say the other stakeholders uh, in 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 the market in the in the sense uh, say you come up with a research which says food labeling in certain certain way will be beneficial to pass on the message properly has that actually been translated into a real world uh, you know change uh, in terms of food labeling i mean it's not one group's effort that means but there is a lot of importance especially we talking about food labeling there is a lot of importance for food labeling consumer understanding is now taken seriously and government is also trying to bring in uh, the uh, fopn that is a front of pack nutrition labeling to either warn people of the nutrients of concern or to tell them about the wholesomeness of the uh, food i mean it's in the process this translates and i don't claim that we are the only uh, group which are working on uh, this particular problem there are several others who are working but Correct. the assimilation of knowledge that one generates from different uh, parts of the country and how our people are looking at the label is very important to go ahead and then i'm sure uh, even our work has been very uh, used by uh, the uh, the regulator in the country the food safety standards authority of india we are part of the uh, you know the uh, scientific panels you know i am part of the scientific panel it is it is it is not uh, uh, you know important to be there but it is also uh, nice to see that there is accommodation of different views that is happening at a policy level today absolutely uh, that's that's the translational part of it and yes definitely uh, you know there is a lot large amount of research that's happening globally but in indian context still the uh, nutrition communication is done in bits and pieces by <clears throat> lot of uh, university departments uh, because you know no one kind of communication can appeal to the there is no pan india approach there is no umbrella approach in communication i know as a science communicator you also know it very well that you know it has to be targeted it has to be context specific so we can only evolve methods we can say this is working and uh, scaling up of that method needs a lot of uh, uh, you know inputs and uh, understandings from different settings yes some of our research has been picked up and the fortunately the upcoming revision of the dietary guidelines for indians now also has Uh, included one of the uh, uh, guideline for indians to be healthy is to read the label and how to read the label so that's 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 a great uh, uh, you know um, segue into translating nutrition uh, communication health communication into the public domain and and translating it into something that is easily practicable so it's a yeah. slow process but it's a it's a long term process it happens and then we are willing to go that last mile absolutely um you know one thing one uh, issue which uh, me as a science communicator and you know fellow science communicators like us face uh, usually is uh, to separate out jargon from real science right i mean communication is not about just putting it out in a, in the simple way it has to also convey the the correct science over there right so w- what are the me- first of all what are the mediums that you use for communication and how do you uh, you know how do you uh, separate out jargon from the real sense because i mean we all know in in uh, nutrition specifically you just uh, google search and you will find n number of websites which will tell you which will claim to be experts in the field of nutrition right so how do you actually separate out jargon from from the real sense and communicate the real sense uh, to the audience yeah it's quite a challenge as you said 
and uh, your question about which is the best medium to go about i don't think there is any one medium which is best it's always the best combination that you get and then that combination of media that you want to because communication just doesn't need to be uh, you know uh, message uh, driven always it needs to be the interest driven also sometimes you know what interests the people and right. how you put it is very very important and uh, if if we assume and start uh, to understand which medium is liked by people very much and then i'll go doing uh, communication in that medium you are uh, probably confining yourself to only a few <coughs> uh, you know groups of people and to think that people do not know what you're already talking about is also uh, you know not a right thing to go about so yeah. as you said uh, simplifying any information is as important as retaining the scientific quality of that information correct so that's what uh, differentiates the uh, right kind of communication with the infodemic that we have today I, i'll use the term infodemic the deluge of information that we've got uh, right. right the pandemic has hit us the information is also eating us from all quarters and all all media and everyone speaks but you can't blame people on that because with the advent of the social media each one is a communicator and right. people are people are liberty to communicate what they want to communicate so uh, while it is uh, the onus uh, while the onus is on the science communicators to uh, communicate authentic information minus jargon in a way that is understood by the people i think we should as a country as as people should also look at equipping our people to get right kind of information and look for the information from the right kind of source right i, I hope you trying to uh, i mean you get what i'm trying to say yeah uh, absolutely is, yeah because when we as a science communicator i mean uh, uh, fellow science communicator i see that it, you are also on multi platforms you know you write you blog and then you put uh, uh, podcasts and then uh, you are working on podcasts and probably you work on some animated films and things also but at the same time uh, there should be some amount of skill building right from the uh, school age among people because we are in the media age we are in the new media age people should know what and how i uh, should source authentic information for what i uh, what i want to know right so that's one area of communication science communication that needs to be built then you know simplifying jargon uh, will not be a great priority and people will not look at things like uh, you know jargon hindering uh, their understanding uh, because if they if they look at the organization that is credible the information that is coming from a credible source uh half the uh, battle is already uh, won uh, in that context and uh, yeah definitely yes uh, while retaining the scientific authenticity of information how you remove jargon is very case specific and 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 issue to issue specific and what is jargon to uh, it all depends on the uh, target audience that you are uh, looking at if you are looking at because you are as i said the communication should be at multiple levels so who's your target audience whom you are taking the science communication to is it to the implementer the policy maker the academic the teacher the student the general audience uh, that determines how much of simplifying you need to go about 
yeah you are you are absolutely right uh, when you talk of the target audience right because uh, uh, i mean it's it's uh, i mean the way you communicate actually varies right for example say like a podcast might not be the medium for say like the general audience right because uh, a podcast is not really the medium where you can simplify things to the to, you know to, to the greatest extent right uh yes. so podcast could be a medium for say like uh, fellow science students uh, yes. young young students but say like a, a blog or a story which is what i try to do through my through my uh, you know uh, website is i write stories so stories could be a way in which you uh, talk to the general audience so you are absolutely right you know the medium that we use really depends upon uh, the kind of audience that we are targeting um absolutely uh so you know it's you've worked in the field for like last uh, 20 years uh, how have you seen the field uh, you know growing and uh, today after so many years what are the challenges that you still see as far as uh, specifically health and nutrition in india is concerned and communicating that uh, information uh, to the audience is concerned yeah you know being at the peril of repeating myself again but as you said nutrition challenges in country are always there in every country faces nutrition challenges uh, and uh, for countries like ours uh, they are little uh, you know uh, multifaceted kind of challenges one is as a country we all know that you know there are a lot of undernourished uh, in terms of uh, energy deficiencies and other things you know stunting uh, you know height for age these things still uh, remain bigger challenges uh, in indian context uh, but also there is a growing problem of uh, overweight obesity and non communicable diseases I mean, the challenges that the country faces now are multi uh, wrong you know there were days when uh, we used to think uh, undernutrition and the problems of undernutrition are confined only to uh, poorer communities rural areas and things like that and similarly we used to associate the issues related to um, non communicable diseases and overweight and obesity to affluent communities and urban areas things like that but it's all now mixed up the people who were at one point of time undernourished are susceptible to be uh, susceptible to the problems of non communicable diseases like diabetes hypertension and diet related chronic diseases uh, at a later stage uh, in life children who are born undernourished uh may have catch up growth but at a later point of time they become susceptible not just to the uh, problems of uh, uh, you know uh, the multiple problems of undernutrition of uh, you know cognitive uh, co- compromise in their cognitive skills understanding and growth and things like that but they eventually can grow up to be people who are vulnerable to non communicable diseases at a later point of time right. so we have uh, uh, these problems coexisting in our country that there are problems of undernutrition on one side and problems of overnutrition obesity and associated non communicable diseases on the other side but one more problem that is common to both is that there are upteen micronutrient deficiency disorders like vitamin a deficiencies maybe a little less but okay iron deficiency uh, calcium and then also uh, many other micronutrients in which people are deficient so this 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 is posing a triple burden to us in terms of nutrition issues and how communication can help in alleviating these issues is to drive people to the first thing that nutrition communication will look at is to drive people to diversify their diets and ensure that you know the diet should be uh, as diverse as possible uh, 
so that all nutrients that are required for uh, a person uh, you know come from different diets but at the same time the challenge is can we achieve this diversity to uh, everyone in the country so as i said you know one has to be sensitive uh, not just communicate science sometimes but has to be sensitive to the contextual problems of the people so how do we uh, communicate the large things that i mean there are many things that we need to do as uh, uh, communicators and then bridge this uh, gap uh, while we should understand very clearly that where we should understand uh, uh, very clearly uh, that communication can, is definitely a necessary condition but cannot be a sufficient condition to overcome the problems that the country faces now so uh, uh, the, the work that we do uh, maybe um, uh, small very context specific but it has certain uh, things to offer to the other researchers and other uh, practitioners around the country i am not saying that nutrition communication is not happening in the country there are a lot of these uh, university departments which through their msc dissertations which through their community work uh, uh, are doing tremendous amount of work in adopting villages and then trying to alleviate the problems of malnutrition uh, that people uh, confront at the same time you also have voluntary organizations ngos and then uh, bilateral and multilateral organizations like unicef and others who are doing tremendous amount of work uh, one aspect of communication that has to happen is the uh, the the understanding of the exchange of knowledge has to take place between these organizations to uh, to 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 get a common ground on which we can uh, prioritize and communicate issues and then create enabling environments for uh, people's uh, behavior change and also enabling environments and enabling policy environments for that change at a community level to happen so the communication has to target at individual level at uh, the, uh, the the community or interpersonal level and at a higher uh, level of of policy as well so it has to happen at multiple levels we need to have more and more nutrition and health communication uh, people who work uh, at different levels of all these uh, it is a very very big challenge uh, to uh, overcome i hope uh, I, i answered your question right because i just oh yes back uh, of your uh, question in between no i understand uh, but uh, you are you are right you know the, there's a lot of effort that's that's required we we are probably you know in the, in the beginning stages of understanding yeah for so, uh, you know yeah. science communication or nutrition yeah and so definitely it's it's a long road ahead but uh, i'm sure with all the efforts uh, that you know multiple people are doing in multiple ways uh, we we can reach the stage where you know this this becomes this becomes a uh, a very important part of part of the uh, scientific community in india um, you know i also see that uh, Uh, you know you you are chairing the health communication working group international association for media and communications research can you tell us a bit about the work that is done by this group yeah uh, you know uh, as i said you know i branched off from communication into nutrition and then uh, i became half nutritionist and half communicationist i neither belong to the yeah. nutrition fraternity all the time because people see us still as social scientists as Uh, somebody who don't belong to you know the the core or pure science kind of thing 
although there is that 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 welcoming thing that's happening similarly those who have branched off into science related communication the communication researchers and communication uh, uh, scientists don't look at as people who do the critical communication kind of research uh, we are the ones who are uh, you know working uh, uh, for a different uh, area altogether mm-hmm. so being part of the communication fraternity also has been uh, an important uh, option in in my career all through you know being relevant in communication while being relevant in nutrition was the thing that uh, i tried to balance and uh, being part of the uh, international association of communication uh, research was one such activity wherein i still stuck to the uh, roots of communication to be aware of what's happening in terms of critical communication uh, thinking and scholarship around the world uh, so that's how uh, i uh, been part of the uh, organization as you know iamcr the international association of media and communication research is a preeminent body of nutrition communication i mean sorry uh, general communication researchers from around the world where there there are different sections in which uh, people work depending on the area of interest academics uh, in which they are uh, pursuing or the research in which uh, research uh, which they are per, uh, pursuing people group into different kinds of sections and working groups with a facility to be on multiple groups and working uh, sections so uh, there are different uh, groups one works on climate change one works on media education one works on uh, uh, you know risk communication and sports and other things there are many 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 sections and working groups at iamcr one of the working group is on uh, working groups is on the health related communication and uh, we were part of this the basic uh, uh, you know work of this health communication working group is to provide platform for exchange of health communication research that's happening around the world and also uh, uh, be part of the annual conferences that happen uh, and bring in the uh, interest groups to exchange that knowledge Uh, this is the main activity and also in the process uh, encourage the membership of the working group to come up with uh, you know publications and then uh, you know academic uh, books that can be used as uh, uh, you know uh, reference material by the universities and, and communication groups elsewhere uh, from around and try to understand the uh, uh, the nuances of health communication that have been taking place around the world and then give a platform for exchange of those knowledge so that people can implement take get inspired from the work that is happening elsewhere uh, so i've been part of uh, this uh, iamcr for say about more than 11 years now of which for a good part of 4 uh, to 6 years i've been chairing the group earlier we had two groups working separately on one on health communication and change the other on hiv aids and communication Okay. Uh, in 2018 i was uh, chairing the health communication and uh, change group for four years prior to 2018 or 19 when we merged both of these groups to call only health communication working group and then i co-chair it with uh, four other uh, three other colleagues from trinidad uh, trinidad and tobago and south africa and uh, uh, and trinidad uh, tobago south africa and finland so four of us uh, lead this entire exercise of annual conferences uh, you know motivating people to go towards work uh, uh, create books or scholarship for people the others to use in this area uh, we lead this but there are uh, 
several uh, members who are doing excellent uh, work in terms of uh, health communication and that broadly is uh, the it's more of an academic uh, this uh, academic body of uh, professionals who are working in research one thing that we consciously wanted to bring in into health communication is to get the practice to uh, knowledge part you know people who are doing tremendous amount of work without any academic orientation in, uh, uh, in communication or research orientation but doing some amount of work at various levels of uh, communicating health and uh, health to uh, different groups of people what their experiences in the field have been and how to bring them on board is one of the priority areas in which we are working great i think this has been a wonderful session uh, so far and you know me as a communicator myself uh, i have gained a lot of information and uh, understanding of uh, where we are as far as nutrition communication is concerned so uh, before we conclude uh, dr subara uh, what could be your message to you know young researchers or young communicators in the country yeah my message is twofold i'm i don't know whether i'm really uh, at at a, i don't want to raise myself on a higher pedestal and give a message but nevertheless message is twofold that keep your uh, mind open uh, and it's it's the, the the area of research has plethora of things to offer it is never confined to one area in which you are trained you can always branch off into different uh, kinds of areas and now with the new generation advent of the new media the world is yours you know you have world of opportunities uh, uh, to explore but only thing is whether you consider communication an art or a science one thing that you need to do is you need to have heart for millions of people so that is one thing that offers you uh, you know uh, a broader understanding of where you want to go but at the same time i do have uh, some message for uh, the academic uh, academic uh, setup in the country also the country, uh, the country with new education policy i am sure will open up ways for multidisciplinary approaches uh, uh, to uh, research or academics or to orientation creating orientation to the people uh, to the students and upcoming researchers but i still think you know uh, there should be more acceptance in terms of uh, you know academics uh, like you know a lot of students who come to us uh nutrition students are interested to pursue uh, nutrition communication as a research area but uh, for them to enroll in communication science it's very difficult similarly there are communication researchers uh, communication uh, students who want to do health communication but they can't enroll in a health university or a department health department or a nutrition department and similarly uh, uh, the, the people researchers who are working in this area don't get guideships in nutrition core nutrition area and nutrition people who are working in communication don't get guideships in communication area if right. you have that discipline interdisciplinarity in terms of uh, research guideship and uh, scholarship definitely uh, there will be more and more people who will come into this and for today's uh, uh, researchers uh, the area is really blooming and you have excellent opportunities don't confine yourself to one particular track always uh, keep your mind open to things that are happening around you that's it 
on that very happy and uh, positive note i would like to thank you uh, dr subra for spending uh, this time with us it's been really uh, you know useful and we got to learn a lot of lot of new stuff uh, from you and uh, i really hope that uh, you continue with your work uh, uh, that you're doing and uh, you know help the the whole field itself to grow in the in the next few years as well so thanks a lot for for your time dr subra it's it's it was a thank pleasure thank you thank you very much for inviting me on your show and i have listened to uh, earlier speakers their incredible journeys and it's extraordinary and thank you for making me part of uh, that uh, uh, group thank you so much thank you dr subra before we end the episode i would like to thank our sponsor clear cals which is a digital health and nutrition startup founded in april 2020 with the aim of providing personalized lifestyle interventions to individuals at risk of chronic diseases the company's hint app is an advanced health tech application developed to make evidence based nutrition care accessible you can download the app from the links mentioned in the description and provide feedback on the same thank you <music>